This is the Fed and Fit Podcast, starting your week off with motivational thoughts on real food and fun fitness activities with Cassie Joy Garcia and co-host Carissa Talbot. Remember our disclaimer, the information and opinions shared in this podcast are solely those of any given individual and not a substitute for medical advice. And here are the ladies. Today, we're introducing the Fed and Fit College Student Mini-Series with our first topic, the importance of sleep. We're sharing tips and tricks on how to negotiate with your roommate, how to time manage, how to set up your dorm room, and what to do when you're sleep-deprived. And we're back with another episode of the Fed and Fit Podcast. Today is episode number 33, Ooh. which I think is a, that's a special number. Yeah. Because it's 11 times 3 and 11 is definitely a special <laughs> number. It is. Anyway, you slice it. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, today, uh, if you couldn't tell, that is not the voice of Miss Carissa. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my other sister, Samantha Garcia, is joining me on the show today. Hello. <laughs> um, and we, we hope you can hear us okay. We're trying a slightly different audio system. Um, but we wanted to bring Samantha on for a number of reasons. I'll get to those in a second. A little bit of, of housekeeping first. I wanted to let all of you guys know that if you were having trouble accessing the older podcast episodes, those are now available. Um, I received an email from a listener saying that they wanted to go back and listen, and I had no idea that not all of the uh, previous episodes were still loaded on iTunes, so we've gotten that fixed, so you are more than welcome to scroll back and listen to all of those straight from your podcast app on your phone. So there's that. And then second piece of housekeeping is that the enrollment in the September project is now open. I know a lot of you wanted to uh, jump in in August and it was a little bit late. So now is the time. You can log on to fedandfit.com and go on the top menu bar all the way to the right. There's a tab called the project and just click on that and it'll take you right to the page with more information. And, um, And we are accepting, once again, like last time, Five, there are five spots available for one-on-one coaching uh, with yours truly. I am doing the coaching for these first couple ones. So that means that you get me on the phone for 30 minutes once a week during the four weeks. So anyways, that's available. I would love to have you. And um, I think that's about it. So before we jump into the meat of today's show and I introduce Samantha a little bit better, I want to just briefly talk about what we're up to right now. So the podcast so far, what we've done is have come up with some topics that we believe are really important to talk about. They're things that really, maybe it just is something that really interests me. Um, So a geeky side of me comes out when I want to talk about, um, you know, alcohol's effect or how alcohol affects the body and what the real chemistry looks like. Caffeine 101, those are some really fun, long episodes if you want to really jump into some of the science. Sometimes we talk strictly about mindset, you know, um, how to stress manage or how to um, accomplish any goal, things like that. And while those are really fun shows, I think I kind of, I've I've decided I want to take this in a slightly different direction and start up a couple mini-series. 
And so what we're going to do with these mini-series is we're going to pick one topic um, that's a pretty big topic, and then we're going to break it up into a bunch of different pieces, and I'm going to bring on experts, like my sister today is an expert, <laughs> and I'll tell you all about her in a second, um, but I'm going to bring on experts to really help expand on these um, episodes. And so for this mini-series, because it is back-to-school time, we are going to talk about the fed and fit college student. And as we'll discuss in a little bit, this is this is for the college student. We're talking about everybody who's just starting. You're going to college for the very first time. If you're staying home and you're going to community college, or if you are going off, you're from going from grad school um, on to maybe pursue a PhD. You know, anybody that's in a, in a transition stage during in an academic uh, type of environment. That's really what we want to talk about. Um, and we're breaking kind of what it takes to be a fed and fit college student up into a bunch of smaller episodes. So it'll be kind of a fun little chunk of information. And if you are not a college student or you don't know any college students, um, I hope that the way we've organized the information is still useful to you. So don't tune out just yet. There's some really good stuff here for that I think can apply to everybody. So now moving on, introducing my beautiful sister Samantha. So Samantha is actually my youngest sister. There's three of us. And um, unlike popular belief when we're just out on town, I'm the oldest. <laughs> I usually get accused of being the youngest. Um, they don't look very closely. They don't see my gray hairs, I guess. <laughs> um, Samantha is the youngest. She's also one of my, she's my maid of honor for my wedding coming up in a couple months in October, uh, along with my other sister, Kimberly. Samantha received her Master's of Education in Student Development Administration um, recently. She graduated with that degree. Before that, she was at Texas A&M University, like myself and my other sister, Samantha, or Kimberly, excuse me. Oh, gosh. <laughs> We're in trouble. Um, I'm going to start sounding like mom. Kim, Sam, whoever you are, <laughs> come in here and pick up your shoes. <laughs> Um, anyway, so the three of us did go to Texas A&M University for our undergrads, and we had a great time there. All three of us really jumped into extracurricular activities and really got involved on campus. And that experience kind of ignited a passion that Samantha has for helping to lead and develop college students um, really help them feel at home and like they are going to make the most out of their experience while they're away. So outside of all of that, um, she is now currently working in residence life at a university in San Antonio, Texas, where she conducts and helps to design uh, student leader training and then teaches a freshman transition course. So like I said, she's incredibly qualified. She's got a wealth of information about the subject. And I'm super thrilled to have her on here today. She's an incredibly loyal, solid person and with an enormous heart, which is why she's in higher education. You'll find that the people who work in higher education are not doing it because, you know, I don't know, they want to build a mansion. Yeah. <laughs> that pays well as a teacher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're doing it because they, they love what they do and they love why they're doing it. So mm -hmm. I'm excited to have you on today, Sam. Welcome. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here and having this conversation and it spilling out all I know on to your listeners who may want to tune in. So it's yeah. exciting. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it is exciting. Sam, when I asked her if she wanted to do this with me, 
Her first reaction was kind of, she blinked <laughs> a couple times. She says, well, what, me? It's like, yeah, I think it'd be so great because she and I can sit there and talk over dinner and have hours of conversation about the things that we want to, to share with the world. And she's got such a passion for it. And I was like, Sam, I think this would be a great topic for the podcast. And so anyways, after we finally organized some thoughts, I think she finally is feeling really good about it, but we've got, we've got a good list of things to do or to talk about today and, and on. And for those of you who don't know, this is a topic, speaking to college students, um, especially women in my case, when it comes to food and nutrition, just because of my background, um, is something that is really near and dear to my heart. I do travel and I do speak to college, women in college um, about everything from nutrition to proper fitness, routines to healthy body image. So um, I'm excited. I, this is something that I've, I've joked for the last couple of years that I wanted to write an ebook or a dedicated resource just for college students. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. This is an itch I've been wanting to scratch. Okay, so for the Fed and Fit College Student mini-series, the way we're really going to kind of break up this content, because it can be pretty broad, is we're going to talk about the four pillars of a healthy lifestyle. Those are the same four pillars that I use in the Fed and Fit Project if you're familiar with that, um, and it kind of comes up over and over again in conversation here. But those four pillars are sleep, water, food, and fitness. And and those are named really strategically, but those being the four pillars, there's a lot we can cover between those and then beyond. So um, today's episode, we're really only going to focus on sleep. And we're also going to talk a little bit about roommate agreements. And I think it's an important one to bring up now because it does tie in with sleep, um, but it's also a slightly separate topic if you just want to definitely listen in for that part. So kind of pulling back a little bit, getting a little bit more of an elevated viewpoint of this all. You know, we said that today's, this mini series, though it's directed and geared towards college students, it really can speak to anybody who's going through a transition. And this is something that Sam and I were talking about when we were preparing for the show. But, you know, when we're going through a transition, whether we are leaving home for the first time, we're 18 years old, or some some of you are 17 going from college or from uh, home to college. And that's a huge transition, leaving your parents' house. going from undergraduate to graduate school or going from college to your first job. That's a huge transition. And it it happens so often that when we are in the middle of one of these transitions, we tend to put our health on the back burner while we kind of scramble to get life in order and to make things feel comfortable. And it's kind of backwards thinking. And that's really what we want to do is try to right-size some of that thinking because if we place health at a top priority during those transitions, the transition will become much easier. It'll be much easier on you. So does that, did I kind of cover that, Sam? Yeah, yeah that was um, right on point. Transition takes time and you have to be gentle with it. So being gentle with your body and your mind and how you're reacting to all the emotions that you're experiencing in those times is really, really important. Like Cassie said, um, being mindful of your health in in this period of time. I know personally, I've dealt with a lot of transitions for graduate school. I moved from Texas to Seattle, Washington, and that was a huge step. 
And now I've just moved back from Seattle to Texas and again, another transition period. So trying to keep up with my priorities and all of the new information that I'm learning and um, really you, when you're in transition, typically you're drinking from a water hose, uh, a fire hose. Yeah. You're trying to drink from a fire hose because there's so much information coming out at you. Um, but really, like Cassie said, the best thing you can do is um, take care of your body and to connect with that part of yourself. Mm-hmm. Because your body will take care of you. You know, there's, there's, it's, it's easier. It's it's easier to feel comfortable when you are healthy and happy. You know, it's e- it's easier to I guess, I guess to at least arrive at those emotions when you are healthier, um, more quickly. So that's great. You know, and something else we want to touch on really quickly before we jump into the meat of today's talk. But I think it's important to begin with this point. In any transition, it is it's a change. And we are typically, unless you're one of those rare birds that thrives in change, and that's probably a decision you made, that's probably not a natural thing, Mm -hmm. and more power to you. But we typically like to resist change. It's uncomfortable. We find like when we nest and we have a place that we feel comfortable at, like the the room you grew up in and the house you grew up in, you love it so much and you want your new space to feel just as comfortable, you know? And so it's, it's, usual that we're trying to make these new spaces and these new experiences feel as comfortable as possible. But one thing that we want to bring up is the really cool opportunity available to you in a new transition. Is that now, before we get to all the sleep, the water, the food, the fitness, the tips on how to ace your tests with nutrition, you know, what to do when you're sleep deprived and all those other things, We really want to stress this one point that this is an amazing opportunity for you and we want you to take the bull by the horns and use it to your advantage. Mm -hmm. You have the power now to choose all new beginnings. This is a real, especially if you're new to college, if you're a freshman, this is a unique opportunity you, you probably won't be, you won't get exactly like this again in your life. Choose your friendships brand new, you know, don't feel like you have to go back and fall into the same ruts and habits and I guess run in the same kinds of circles that you did in high school. Know that this is a brand new opportunity to choose people that you want to be around. I was talking recently to a girl who's 17 and she was telling me that she had some experiences this summer and she wasn't really proud of them and she was worried about them following her on to college. And what I told her was, you will be surprised by how little follows you when you go to school. Mm-hmm. People in college don't care. You have the opportunity, if you really decide that you want to be just, you want to be a bookworm. Maybe you love to read, but you are afraid to really express it and share that with the world when you were in high school. This is your opportunity to do that. Go find people who like to read and befriend them. If you love, I don't know, what are all the things you can like? Harry Potter? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Clearly, I was in college <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> We didn't have laptops. <laughs> we, had to, we had to march our hineys to the computer lab. Anyways, I just want to say this is your opportunity to choose brand new friends. So strategically find circles that you want to place yourself in, especially when it comes to health and wellness. Because if you find like-minded people who really want to put their health first, you'll be better supported to make those decisions. Okay, so let's jump on into it. Um, Number one, the four pillars, today we're talking about sleep. And I want to cover briefly why sleep is so important. And we're going to keep it really high level for you, 
but it's so true. Number one, you will enjoy college more. If you get enough sleep at night, I guarantee you will have a more pleasant, happy experience. Uh, number two, you will do better in class. You'll, have, you'll make better grades. It will be easier on you if you're getting enough sleep. Number three, you'll have a better baseline for overall wellness. So you'll be less likely to get sick. Um, you'll have more energy. You'll be able to really participate in more things if you're getting enough sleep. And lastly, you'll be able to handle more stressors if that number one priority sleep is met. Okay, and college is stressful. New beginnings are stressful. It is hard on your body. It's hard on your adrenals. And by covering that baseline of getting enough sleep at night, you're really helping yourself put your best foot forward. Mm -hmm. So before I, I guess we go much deeper past that, what is enough sleep? Mm -hmm. I think is a good question to ask. And it varies for everybody, but I tend to argue it is between eight to nine hours. Yeah. Or maybe above. And the way to know how much sleep you really need, and this is kind of easier if, if you're younger and you're listening to this, you don't have kids or maybe a dog, like a giant Great Pyrenees that likes to wake you up at <laughs> 5.30 in the morning, like I do. <laughs> um, but if you're able to do this, the way to determine how much sleep is right for you is to go to bed at night, tell everybody in the house, I am going to sleep in tomorrow until I wake up. Do not come and wake me up. So mark what time you go to sleep at night and make sure you're not overly tired on one of these days that you're calculating this because you want to see if it makes sure it's a true estimate. But mark when you go to bed and then mark what time you naturally wake up in the morning. And then do the math. Whatever that number is, is a good ballpark for you to determine how much sleep you really need at night. This is something that we talked about in Sleep 101. It was a, one of our first episodes. I think it's episode number three, so you can learn about more there. Um, but that's a good way to calculate it. So how do you do that in college? How do you really put that into practice? Let's say you do this experiment, and, and this number might change as time goes on and different life experiences happen, but let's say you've learned that it's nine and a half hours. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh my goodness, I cannot sleep away nine and a half hours of every day, there's too much to do. And truth be told, you will have more productive hours if you get enough sleep, that you, the sleep that your body needs, okay? Um, but a way that you implement that is you set yourself a bedtime. So do the math. If you need nine and a half hours of sleep, figure out when is your first class and then rewind the clock and give yourself a bedtime that calculates how much time you'd need to get dressed have breakfast, and get going in the morning. Do you have any tips on bedtime stuff, Sam? Um, I think you've talked about it in, your, in that episode you mentioned, the Sleeping 101, but when you're actually going to bed and having that bedtime, really being strict about it with yourself, um, turning off your phone, getting that away from your bed, um, and turning off any kind of distractions. And I know Cassie's going to talk a little bit about like white noise, but make sure your white noise isn't actually your TV because that light that's coming from it is gonna really keep you, you up and actually keep your brain working. Um, so it's harder for you to actually get to sleep. And we'll go a little bit into later, but having an agreement with your roommate if you're living on campus or you have someone else in the space that you were living in, um, whether they may have a 
9 p.m. loud class that gets out at 10 and you need to go to bed by 10, but they would like to watch TV until 11 p.m. I have an agreement with them that you need that time to get enough sleep because maybe the next day you have an 8 a.m. lab. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a little, there's different holes that can come up with your sleeping schedule. Um, so being really proactive about every day of the week and figuring out when you are going to be able to go to sleep and what sort of things do you need to problem solve around in order to make that happen. That's great. You know, and um, touching on that a little bit further, setting yourself up a schedule, let's just jump into that totally real quick. But something that Samantha brought up when we were talking about the show, she was like, well, you know, and you also have to address FOMO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she has to hold her graying sister's hand through this. <laughs> And re-explain what FOMO is. (laughs) Just kidding. I knew, kind of. This fear of missing out. But, you know, going to bed, it's not glamorous. Let's jump right to it. If you have an 8 a.m. class and you figure out that you have to be in bed by 9.30, Mm -hmm. you know, that's not very glamorous when it's a Thursday night and all of your friends are going out. But if you know that going to bed that early that night and you can, let's say, schedule yourself an outing with friends later that you have to look forward to, that's one way to kind of overcome that FOMO, that fear of missing out. So Mm -hmm. be proactive with scheduling your social life. Mm -hmm. You know, don't always be at the mercy of folks calling you up last minute and being like, oh, it's whatever dancing night at Right. You know, the Dixie chicken. Right. And I still struggle with that too. I mean, I have FOMO for sure, but I've learned that my body's going to shut down when it's going to shut down and I need to go go to sleep. Otherwise, it's not going to be a pretty picture and I'm just going to be a crazy person. <laughs> but um, like I had a friend last night who said, hey, you want to come hang out? And I had just taken a really wonderful shower. I was ready for bed, but I hadn't hung out with him in a while. So um, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll come hang out. But I said, no. My Cassie and I were going to do yoga this morning. I was like, I have a, an excuse. I got to go do yoga in the morning. Um, <laughs> and then I canceled on her. <laughs> <laughs> Which is okay because I woke up and I was still exhausted. But um, really, it's, it's not going to be a perfect picture. Of all of what we're saying, it sounds kind of like it can be like a perfect picture of you're going to plan it out and it's going to be mm-hmm. right and it's going to work. It, there's going to be times when you're just like, oh, I just want to give myself a break. But really, what's that going to mean for your your well-being? Um, what are your priorities? I think that's a great thing to talk about is prioritizing, like Cassie said, mm-hmm. what is number one? And we want number one to be your health because that's going to, again, help you through these transitions. Right. And the biggest access, and that's what we're trying to get at, is the number one route to health is sleep mm-hmm. and honoring your sleep schedule and honoring how much sleep your body needs. When people say you can, you, you'll sleep when you die, I just want to shake them. Because you your your quality of life goes up so much when you have you and your body has enough sleep. Mm-hmm. And I could sit here and geek out over all the crazy science, or you can just take my word for it <laughs> and and read the book one day when it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's that's great. Schedule your social time so that you're not feeling like you're at the mercy of other people's, you know, just whims and wanting to go out. Mm-hmm. And having said that. Samantha and I are both very reasonable people. There comes a time where you do like the part of the full college experience. You're going to let your hair down. You're going to go out. You're going to have a late night. And you're going to have a couple hours left before class the next morning. 
And I'm not saying that that's the worst thing ever. I'm just saying, please make that the exception to the rule right. for your own sake, for your own health. Mm-hmm. Try to focus on that being the exception to the rule. Right. I think one really good piece that we didn't mention before when we were um, kind of talking all this out was napping. Mm. Um, and if I've heard that if you're going to nap, make it short. Otherwise, you're going to mess up your, your evening sleep time. Mm-hmm. If napping at all, um, I know that's a big thing for college students. Like you'll see them laying around in the library asleep, go to their dorm, possibly miss their next class, mm-hmm. um, kind of thing. Cause they're napping for too long. Cause they're not getting enough sleep in the evening. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? That's a good question, Sam. You really put me on the spot. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I like being interviewed. I like tough questions. <laughs> um, that is a great question and you're probably not going to like my answer. Hmm. I'm kind of a, I'm a non-napper. I think that's a lot of people that don't like that answer. <laughs> it's okay though. Just like I don't promote <laughs> snacking mm-hmm. and I promote three square meals a day with no eating in between meals mm-hmm. is the same as sleep. I really encourage folks to get all of their sleep all at once because there's, there's certain things sleep kind of builds upon itself and you're, you're mentally allowed to unlock, you know, certain things as you sleep through the night. And by breaking it up, it prohibits you from reaching certain stages. Mm. So I'm a big proponent of sleeping all of the sleep that you need at nighttime in the dark when it's not daylight. Because if you, even if you are napping during daylight, it's not going to get, you're not going to get it the same kind of quality. Mm-hmm. And if you are so exhausted and so run down and you're like, there's no way I can make it through this day without taking a nap. By all means, take a nap. New mothers, I mean, I hear you. You're going to sleep when that baby sleeps. Um, So do what you need to do when the time comes. But for the most part, try to sleep all of your sleep at nighttime. Okay. Um, Let's see. Okay, so setting up your dorm room. We've got some tips for you. So if you are moving into a dorm room right away, or your daughter is, or your son is, um or, you know, your niece or nephew, and you're going to tell them to listen to this podcast. Here are some advice that I have to really make, because dorms are uncomfortable. They're not glamorous, except for the one that Samantha is in charge of. It's the prettiest dorm I've ever seen in my life. It's a castle. It is a castle. (laughs) I walked into this place. I was like, holy moly, this place is gorgeous. Um, But a lot of dorms have, they're, they're kind of damp. For whatever reason, um, they don't always smell that great, and you really have to add a touch to make it work for you. So I recommend that you invest in some blackout curtains mm-hmm. so that you can close off. Typically, campuses, if you're staying on campus, are, are really well lit, and that's a really great thing at nighttime. Um, but those lights sometimes can shine right into your room. So get some blackout curtains because in order to get the best sleep at night, you need things to be totally dark. Okay, so blackout curtains, keep it cold. Don't be afraid to keep the air down so that you're able to really relax and snuggle up in bed at night. Um, Samantha recommends this project called, or product called Damp Rid. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Okay, we'll link to it in the show mm-hmm. notes so you can click on it directly. Um, but it's essentially an a inexpensive dehumidifier. Um, just a little bitty pod thing, and I think it has beads, and as it absorbs the moisture, it turns into water itself. Uh, so I actually need to get them for my apartment because it is so humid. 
Yeah. But um, that's, like Cassie said, it's a really good way to get rid of that humidity in your space. And so it makes it a lot more comfortable for you to lay down and rest at night when you need mm-hmm. to do that. Totally. And hu- humid is a good thing in certain situations. Um, but sometimes in dorm rooms, too much humidity can turn into kind of moldy situations. And that's what we're trying to avoid. Mm-hmm. Um, I recommend you invest in a white noise machine to take with you to school. This is because if you are staying in a dorm or an apartment um, or anything like that where you're in sort of a community living situation, there's going to be all kinds of noise. Just because you might have a schedule and an agreement set up with your roommate and they know when you're sleeping and they know when to be quiet and when to not turn things on, that doesn't mean that your neighbors are going to respect that. Mm -hmm. So a white noise machine will really help drown out some of that outside activity. Mm -hmm. Um, Really comfortable sheets. I'm a huge advocate for comfortable sheets. That is where you want to invest in your dorm room. That is pretty much the the sole purpose for your dorm room is to provide you with a place that you can get restful sleep at night. So tell mom and dad you want really nice sheets to sleep in at night. Things that make you feel really comfortable Mm -hmm. and nice and warm. And then lastly, amber glasses. Now, Remember, this is not high school. People are not going to make fun of you for being really careful about your health. They're going to celebrate it. This is a whole new community. People are going to be very different. Amber glasses, the point of them is to help you avoid blue screens and blue lights, which help keep your body... Blue lights, which is like daylight. It's the, it's the light that's on your phone. It's the light that's on your computer. These are all lights that kind of keep our body... They, they keep us thinking that it's daytime, and it prevents us from naturally starting to fall asleep and to naturally start to expect rest. Amber is the opposite of that blue light. So if we put on amber glasses, which you can get at Home Depot or Lowe's, because it's those those same welding glasses, those amber ones you can get there, help block out blue light and allow your body to just kind of start to wind down. Mm. So invest in some amber lights. And remember, it's good to avoid blue screens at least an hour before bed. And the, just a little go back to the white noise machine as far as Cassie was talking about, like the people in your community, if you're living in a residence hall or an apartment space, especially for a residence hall, um, know the quiet hours, which are typically start at 10 p.m. every night, even on the weekends, or they might go a little bit later on the weekends. Um, and if people are being noisy, to know your RA, your resident assistant, because they're going to be the one that will police that for you and make sure that you are feeling comfortable and safe in your environment. And part of your your safety is being able to get that sleep and um, be happy where you are. So they're the ones that can help enforce that and make sure that you are enjoying where you're at. That's great. I think I didn't lean on my RAs enough when I was in school. Um, And now seeing what Samantha does with her students... I, I see what an amazing resource it is. So definitely lean on those people. Just like you get to choose your friends, you get to choose your mentors as well. So reach out to them and, and introduce yourself in the very least. Okay, the last thing we want to cover today is what to do when you're feeling sleep deprived. Because eventually it's going to happen. You're going to go ahead, you're going to throw caution to the wind, you're going to go out, you're going to have a great time with your friends last minute, and you're going to wake up and you're going to go to your 8 a.m. lab. And then you're going to come back to your room and you're going to say, what the heck do I do now? I'm so exhausted. I can't even focus. Mm-hmm. Um, or it'll be finals week. And we're going to talk about food for thought, you know, what to eat around finals time. But maybe it's finals week and you're just feeling a little bit sleep deprived then. So what to do? Number one, hydrate. 
drink lots and lots of water. Okay, that's the best thing you can do for yourself when you cannot get enough sleep. And we're going to talk all about water and all the other liquids in the next episode. <laughs> the waters and the uppers and the downers, so the full spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, but drink lots and lots of water if you're feeling sleep deprived. Number two, eat lots and lots of leafy greens. Those micronutrients in those green vegetables are really going to do wonders for you. Get lots of clean protein. Tuna fish, for example, is a good one that you can keep in your in your dorm room. Mm-hmm. Doesn't require refrigeration. Um, and healthy fats like nuts and seeds and avocado. And keep all those refrigerated or cool, at least if you can, so that they stay um, nice and healthy. Do not overdo the caffeine. I know when you're sleepy and it's 2 p.m., and let's say you've got a 4 p.m. class, do not run to Starbucks and grab yourself a coffee on campus because while it might feel like it's going to help keep you awake for that class, it's probably going to also keep you from going to sleep at night and will keep you from catching up. So try to avoid coffee in the afternoon um, when you're feeling sleep deprived. Mm -hmm. Overall, I I encourage you to avoid it in the afternoon. Isn't it, uh, it takes eight hours for caffeine to really have its full effect or something like that? That's a good question too. (laughs) We're going to talk about it in the next episode. (laughs) So So I think I'm right. (laughs) Oh, that's a good question, Sam. It's a teaser. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) We have a cliffhanger. (laughs) This podcast just got so riveting. Oh my god! It's going to be like the new Lost. It is. Cliffhangers. Mm, every episode. When does caffeine affect your body? Find out next week. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Oh wait, that's the law and order. <laughs> I'm not good with TV. Okay, and then lastly, what to do when you're sleep deprived? Don't put off sleep. Don't keep kicking the can down the road. Just, if you had little sleep the night before... Make it a point to go to bed early the next night. Mm -hmm. I know that it'll be tempting, let's say, if you were up late on a Thursday and then all of a sudden it's Friday night and you don't want to be going to bed at 8 o'clock to catch up on sleep. I understand that, but the longer you put it off, the worse you're going to feel. So don't put it off. Try to get in that sleep. And and like we said at the very beginning of this, make it a priority. Mm -hmm. Um, These things, like Samantha said, we're not trying to say that This is the only way to do college and the only way to be healthy, but these are just really great access points. Mm -hmm. It's going to be most to your advantage and to keep up your emotional health. Um, And like Cassie said, don't put off sleep. Don't keep going after like self-deprecating mindsets of, oh, well, I didn't get enough sleep last night and now I'm really behind and now I'm so stressed out about everything that's going on and I just don't want to get any sleep because I'm not going to be able to sleep. Well, (laughs) just put your head down on a pillow and see what happens. (laughs) You know, give yourself a moment. What I do when I have those moments of like, oh, I just have so much to do, I think about how tired I'm going to be in the morning because I'm not getting enough sleep and then I instantly fall asleep. (laughs) It's really kind of funny. I'm like, oh, that I'm going to be really exhausted. And then I wake up and I feel refreshed. Um, So, like I said... Sleep is going to help with your emotional health, with your emotional health, and if you're, if you come to a point where you just having negative thoughts constantly and just don't know what to turn to, turn to mentors, turn to people on campus. There are tons of resources. Um, there is typically a counseling center that is on campus, and again, if you don't know how to contact those people, talk to your RA, um, talk to your professor. They know the resources that are available and are more than willing to help you out. Mm-hmm. 
Totally. That's great. Definitely reach out to your resources. Talk to your parents about setting up a list of contacts as well. I'm sure they, they'd be more than happy to help you research that stuff. Um, and then remember that sleep is an easy button. Like Sam said, when you feel like you're in one of those kind of stressed out downward spirals of, I just don't know when I'm going to be able to get it all done and I'm so tired. It's honestly getting a good night's sleep is going to do wonders for you. Mm -hmm. So that's what we want to leave you with for this first episode. We hope you enjoyed this and tune in again next week. We're going to talk all about the liquids that <laughs> are, are available to you in college um, and some tips on how to navigate those waters. Pun oh. Oh, oh no! Pun intended. Do you like that? I did. That was navigate really those waters because we're gonna talk about water. Oh no! And she explained it. Kidding. <laughs> oh, oh well, good. Well, thanks for having me on, Cassie, and I'll look forward to next episode. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for being here. And you guys, if you've got questions or if you have some things that you want us to cover in the coming episodes. Go ahead and comment on social media or in the show notes uh, with some of your questions or requests, and we will be sure to address those in the coming weeks. And when all of this is done, hopefully we'll be able to bundle all this up into a nice little information packet so it'll be easier to, to share with your friends. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back again next week.